You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 199. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive is that fitness app I have been talking about and loving so much. If you're looking to enjoy your workouts, whether you're indoors working out on machines at the gym or whether you're outside, whether you want to do yoga, whether you want to do elliptical, if you want to do treadmill, outdoor running, you name it, there are so many different trainers and levels of workouts ready for you to try for free for 30 days over at Aptive. I love using it as I travel. It's basically like having a trainer come with me on my trip in no matter what kind of workout I feel like doing. Or like I said, they also have meditation too. So if you want to give it 30 days for free and give it a shot, go over to aptive.com. That's A-A-P-T-I-V.com. When you go there, you're going to sign up and create your profile. Enter the code the lively show, all one word, all caps. And that is going to give you your 30 day trial of the service. So you can see if you really like it for free for basically a month. And then of course, go download the app on your phone. So you're ready to go. I love the trainers. I love the workouts and the songs and playlists that they choose. Now let's move on. Today, I am speaking to you in Melbourne. So you may hear behind me, I'm on Collins Street, which has a tram line really right behind me. So you may hear some bells. It'll almost sound for Americans like I'm in San Francisco, but here I am in Melbourne. I've been enjoying it so much. I've gone to two conferences or little events that have come from speakers. Apparently a lot of American and North American speakers come to Australia in the wintertime up there because it's summertime down here. So I saw Daniela Port last night and I also found out about Greg Braden and his event on this Sunday. So I have so many fun things to share from the Greg Braden event that I'll be sharing here on the show in the weeks and months to come, I'm sure. But until then, I am here to share with you when I was in that Sunday event. When I was there, he talked about intuition, which was very exciting. And he was doing his own version of helping people tap into their intuition. And while I was there, I asked my own intuition, what should I share on the Lively Show next? Now, this is the first time I've ever asked my intuition for guidance on the subject. I've never thus far, we're almost 200 episodes in now, ever actually just asked my intuition, what would you like me to talk about next? Most of the time, it's my own consciousness, it's my own awareness, it's my own, I mean, sometimes I guess maybe even my ego, I'm not sure, but I've never just point blank asked the intuition what should I talk about on the show next? And here's the subject that I received, how to love without trying. How to love without trying. What the what? As you guys know, last week I did the episodes on love and internal approval and all of those things that I was sharing. I don't have the answers for these things. I'm still learning how to truly, deeply tap into that love and self-love appreciation. So to hear this come up, I was like, yeah, intuition. I want to listen to that episode. What is this episode going to be about? If this is on, say, Rob Bell's podcast or someone else's, I would be all over it. I would love to learn how to love without trying. But am I the person right now to share with you this? 
no, I did not feel like that was really possible. So then I decided, okay, intuition, if this is what you want me to talk about, you're going to have to write the show. So what I did was I did exactly that. I'm learning more and more, or I guess not really learning, I'm practicing more and more the concepts that I teach in how to write to your intuition. And again, if you want to learn how to do that, you can go over to jesslively.com slash intuition. There you'll find how I write to my intuition. I've been doing it for seven years through a Q&A process. So I ask a question basically at the level of the problem or the ego, and then I wait and hear the response from my intuition. And I write that down. Well, the other day, I actually did a letter which you heard about the news and world events and my intuition's take on it. Well, this one's just one step further. So this is where I just tried to tune out the ego and the voice within me that is normally doing all of the talking in my head and just write down what I heard. So there's gonna be three parts to this, and part one is exactly that. It's going to be what my intuition told me, what I wrote down from what I heard. Then in part two, I'll be sharing the key aha moments for me personally as I look back on what I heard and received. And I'll share and point this out because after I re-looked at what I had written, I was kind of like, this all resonates at a super deep level. Like I, I resonate that this is true, but at the same time, the knowingness and the implication of how to apply it needed some unpacking for me. So I'm gonna share some of the aha moments that I got from really picking apart and really looking at the statements that were shared to really figure out how to do this practically. And then in part three, I'm gonna break it all down with two powerful examples of how this can look in real everyday life. So let's start with part one, what my intuition told me. Now there are probably about five total questions that I did ask to get some flow going and then the intuition really just kind of takes off on its own. So I'll try to make it clear here when I'm asking the questions and when I'm hearing the responses and that way you'll know exactly what's going on. And as always, I'll have in the show notes for this episode, the letter itself. So if you wanna go actually read this and go look at this directly, you can in the show notes. So let's get started. The first question I asked is, why do you want me to talk about loving without trying? And my intuition said, because it is what you are here to do. What do you mean? How can we do it? How can we love without trying? You are as able as you ever were. All you want will be yours if you allow it to be. This is what I hear all the time. All will be yours if you allow it to be. How does this apply to loving without trying? It is the source of all things if you allow it to be. And of course, I'm still confused at this point, so I just start getting right down to the meat of it. How do we love without trying? By being where you are and doing all things in love. Well, doesn't that seem to be the opposite of not trying to love? And here's what the intuition said, and this is the really long part where it just kind of goes off and has its own monologue, if you will. It said, not trying to love is not the same as not loving. When you love without trying, the things and desires of your experience are there, but the lack and the searching are gone. Not trying is not the same as not seeking of it that you most want to experience. When you do this, the things you want will come easily. This is not to be considered the opposite of desire but the truth that is yours all along. When you think you must seek and strive, you move out of the natural pattern of joy and into the struggle. 
When what you want is within your experience, it becomes who you are. There is nowhere else for you to be and things continue to unfold at the frequency of all that is. When you try to do what you think is best, the things you seek are beyond your propensity to accept. This need not be hard or fruitful. It simply begins with the decision to look within. The love you seek within the pages is beyond compare to that which is outside yourself. And once you begin to accept all that you want can indeed be yours, this begins your search for love. Without question, the joy you seek is within yourself. It is only up to you to accept the truth that within you is the power to control the way you feel about the way you choose to love yourself. This is yours if you allow it to be. Nothing more than this must be true for you to uncover the deep and everlasting love of all that is. You may not know the depth and breadth of the love you share, but you can know to the depths of your being that your access to peace and power is within yourself. This is all there is. And the temptation to seek the other forms of love and control are unable to provide the joy you seek. The choice to do this is yours within you to the depths of your being. Your joy is consistently an external source of the completion within you, the truth of which you believe cannot be known. There is no more to know than what can be shown inside. Without such wisdom, nothing more can be true. For the secrets you seek are inside yourself. All that must be allowed is the choice to seek joy in all things. Without this, there can be no love beyond the self. Then I ask another question. I said, what steps can we take to gain clear access to loving without trying? I asked that question because what I just read to you was wonderful, but I wasn't really sure what the steps were, how to actually implement this in daily practice. And I heard, to be where you are with the fullness of your heart for the life within and around you by giving your fullest attention to the reality within your experience that is beyond the depths of your most common understanding. This is all there is to do, the things you wish to do. And then I asked, what about when it feels hard to love or connect with that feeling? And the intuition responded, this is common and understandable. Give yourself the grace and peace to be where you are with each breath you take. Messages will come from within. Choose to see and honor them as you would another choice or action you choose to take in the outside world. There is no simpler truth. Then, of course, I responded as always. Thank you. Amen. Namaste and love, Jess. So there you go. Feel free to re-listen to that as many times as you want. Or like I said, feel free to go actually read this directly. I think this is beautiful, but like I said, I really want to unpack this because as much as that resonates on some deep level that is like kind of subconsciously there, if you will, like I can't consciously say I know exactly what that just said, but I can say that by looking at it and actually breaking it down, breaking down these verses, if you will, to see the meaning within them, here are some of the part two key aha moments for me personally. So I'm going to pull out some of those phrases and share my own interpretation of what those may mean. 
So the phrase it said, when you love without trying, the things and desires of your experience are there, but the lack in searching are gone. What I noticed about this is the lack in searching are gone. So there is no neediness. There is no lacking. There is no looking for external sources of love. So this is all about, and at the end, it really did say very directly that the things that you're looking for are inside of you. They're in these pages, which is, you know, obviously in this perspective of your life, this writing, this this intuition, this voice, this peace that this voice constantly, consistently, and unendingly has for all of us within ourselves, that is not seeing lack and it's not searching. The answers are within the pages or within ourselves. So that was interesting to say there is no neediness or lacking. So trying to love means kind of the energy of it's not here yet, but that doesn't necessarily make me feel love in the emotional sense just in and of itself. So here's some other takeaways that I noticed. It said, when you do this, the things you want will come easily. Well, that seems like law of attraction right there. And then it goes on to say, this is not to be considered the opposite of desire, but the truth that is yours all along. So when it's yours all along, when we already have this, we don't desire what we already have. We have appreciation for what we already have. So this is really interesting. When you do this, the things you want come easily. This is not to be considered the opposite of desire. So it's not like we don't want it, but we recognize it's not the thirstiness. Remember how we talk about law of attraction and thirstiness? This is not the same as that. The opposite of desire is thirstiness. This is about the truth that is ours all along. It's like we wouldn't desire something we already have. We already have it. So it's not about desiring. It's about appreciating what we already have. So it's about appreciating the love in this case that we already have all along. Now, what this means is that if we're not feeling that feeling right now, that our intuition does have for us. It means our awareness, our consciousness, our focus is put more or more attached to the ego's perception of our life in that moment than the intuitions. So when we have that, that's when we perceive this lackingness. That's when we think we don't have it. That's when we start seeking or trying to get something usually outside of ourselves instead of inside of ourselves. Which leads me to my next key point. This need not be hard or fruitful. It simply begins with the decision to look within. Now, what's interesting here is it doesn't have to be hard. That's pretty straightforward. Or fruitful. That one's really interesting for me. I've never seen the intuition say the word fruitful in any of my letters before. But what I find so interesting about this is it doesn't need to be hard and it doesn't need to be fruitful. I think that means we don't have to feel it right away. This whole process doesn't begin with actually getting there right away. It begins as it follows up with the simple choice to look within. It simply begins with the decision to look within. So that's it. So it's not about it being hard and it's not about actually getting there. It actually is to start just about the decision to look inside of ourselves for love instead of outside of ourselves for love. And then I loved, as I pointed out earlier, the love you seek within the pages is beyond compare to that which is outside yourself. Now, I obviously write to my intuition all the time. So this is 
pages, I think is what it's speaking about. The love you seek within the pages, which is speaking to this intuition, is beyond compare to that which is outside yourself. Well, if I'm looking outside of myself, odds are I'm really looking for other people's egos to give me the love that I'm seeking because most people aren't in this full connection 100% of the time that my intuition within these pages always is. So if I'm looking outside of myself, I am putting my own emotional well-being at the jeopardy of the alignment or misalignment of all of these people. And who are these people in and of themselves? Is it a missing partner in my life or is it my current partner in my life? If they're not connected 100% to their intuition, how are they going to have this unending love and approval for me? Or if we're looking at it as our parents or just a generalized society level, that's not intuition. That's not consistent alignment. That's just this group of water, if you think about the sparkle water analogy, some little parts of it might be sparkling, but most of the water may not be sparkling. So when we're looking outside of ourselves, it cannot compare to the love we seek within the pages. So of course, you may not be someone who writes your intuition, but you may have another way of tapping in that's not necessarily writing. If that's the case, then the love you seek within whatever method you use to tap into that part of yourself is, again, beyond compare to that which is outside yourself. Then we have another phrase, without question, the joy you seek is within yourself. That's very direct. (laughs) It is only up to you to accept the truth that within you is the power to control the way you feel about the way you choose to love yourself. Now that's super interesting here. Okay, it's only up to you to accept that it's true that the power to control how you feel about how you choose to love yourself is there. So it's really our choice to even judge whether or not we're feeling like we're loving ourselves in the ways that we want. And that's actually a lot of the game of this. A lot of times when I'm trying to get into alignment, I'm feeling frustrated because I'm judging the fact that I'm not there already. And that is within myself. That's my own power. That's my own thought, my own judgment, my own story about my own connection to myself. So that is totally within our power. As much as our ego can want to look outside of ourselves, we can't get around the fact that how we judge ourselves for getting into love for ourselves or others is really within ourselves. And also the judgment about if we're good or bad at that is also within ourselves. And then, of course, as I had gotten a little, like wanted a little more clarity here, what steps can we take to gain clearer access to loving without trying? That was my direct question, trying to get there a little faster, a little bit more direct. The answer was to be where you are with the fullness of your heart for the life within and around you. Ooh, that's good, right? The fullness of your heart for the life within and around you. I love that it started within. It does. It keeps saying this. This is stuff that's coming up a lot in my writing to my intuition. We have nothing truly there of love to offer others until we have it in ourselves. I don't think we can reflect love in the truest form. I think we can reflect holographic things that feel or seem or 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 project like love, but I think that the deep deep, deep love that we're seeking is within ourselves. And we can only reflect that to others when we have access to that within ourselves. So 
That was interesting, that we have to look for the fullness of our heart for the life within ourselves and then around us. And then it said, by giving your fullest attention to the reality within your experience that is beyond the depths of your most common understanding. Now, some of these phrases I'm starting to recognize as kind of my intuition's way of saying the ego or the all that is. The phrase all that is, I'm starting to connect to is like when we talk about sparkle water and everybody's consciousness, if it's all connected, I think of that as the ocean or the general collective consciousness. So all that is, another way you could say that would be God, universe, source, whatever works for you, but I keep hearing all that is. And then here, your most common understanding. Well, most of the time we're kind of freeze framed at the ego's perception and the ego's point of view. So I think my intuition's using the phrase, your most common understanding, since it's most frequently where I'm at, that is what it's speaking to there. So by giving your attention to the reality within your experience that's beyond the depths of your most common understanding, beyond your ego. So by giving your fullest attention to what is true within this experience that's beyond the depths of the ego. Once you clear that out, again, going back into the pages, it keeps saying going within and going beyond the ego. That is how to love without trying. So if I'm to break this down, I'm going to give you guys two examples in part three, breaking it all down, two ways that I have seen this done. One is from myself and one is from someone at the retreat that I was at a few weeks ago. While I was there, someone was having a very, very intense experience. So a lot of people were there to support her, not a lot, but there were a few people that were part of the retreat experience that were guides and helpers in that experience that were there for anyone that was having difficulties. And this one person was going through a vision that was very, very deep, and she was having a lot of strong emotional reactions to it. So she was you know, having a lot of tears and a lot of crying and a lot of a lot of pain and processing. And as she was going into it, it's lasting a few hours. So as it continued, at one point of it, she shared at the end when we did a little debriefing about our experiences, she shared that she had a moment where it was the vision was very scary and she felt very, very alone. And like I said earlier, she had all these people around her supporting her and being there for her and holding her hand. And she said she had this moment at one point where it was really scary in her vision, but she didn't have anyone there to hold her hand. And she said something so beautiful I have not forgotten since. She said, I wanted someone to hold my hand and then I realized I had two hands. So she held her own hand. That's who she needed to be there. That's who it was. It wasn't about someone else sitting there and being there with her. It was about the fact that she had two hands and she could hold her other hand. And I think that's really what this game of love and self-love is all about. It's about being there for ourselves within ourselves. It's about looking within, looking through the pages within, within ourselves, finding that loving, constant source of love and approval within ourselves that I call the intuition, but you can call it whatever you'd like to call it, and realizing that is here to love us when the ego is perceiving a lack of love or a disconnection from love. I myself the other night, actually when I was you know, going through this week and trying to get this show for you done as early as possible, which obviously didn't happen. I had this experience, which now has become a part of the show, thankfully, because I didn't actually get the show done sooner. I had a bout of loneliness and 
It's happened a few times on the trip, but not very much. I mean, honestly, it's been about 10 months now. I remember a really deep part of that in September, kind of feeling like, all right, when's this going to be over? When am I going to have a partner? When am I going to have a home? And then that faded because I heard my intuition tell me, keep going, keep going to where you've never been. That was what it was saying to do. This time, it was up at like one in the morning, sitting in the bed alone in Melbourne, And it's great here, but I haven't had the community connections that I've had in Sydney or it's it's been great, but I haven't had the warm and fuzzy feelings I've had in some other places I've been. So as I was there, I was just feeling this feeling of aloneness very deeply. And I was in that moment allowing myself to cry, honestly. And as I was crying and I was like, this is okay. This is a difficult thing. It is okay for you to be having this experience. It's okay for you to be feeling this way. And I sat there wanting someone to be with me. And here I am on the other side of the world. Most of my friends and family, time zones are totally different. So it's not like I can connect with them very much or very easily. And basically I just sat there and I started hugging myself. Just like Christina, my friend who had the realization that she had two hands and she held her other hand What I did for myself was I just sat there rocking myself and comforting myself. And I think that's been one of the huge things about this potentially, this journey for me. Now, of course, could I have done that in Ann Arbor in my own house? Absolutely. This doesn't mean that I had to be in Melbourne, but I do think that it's been a very interesting experience for me to be so alone on the other side of the world from everything I've known And while I'm not actually alone, I'm in love and I'm in the relationship with the universe and I have my intuition at all times, this has been a powerful, powerful experience of being there for myself. And I do want to have this. I want to have this internal alignment before I have the rest of the societal and the familial and the relational connections. Because if I can have this from within myself, then I will truly be able to reflect that love to others. Until then, I'm only holographically projecting a love I think that love is. I think that's honestly what I think I've been doing, projecting a love that I think that love is rather than tapping into the truest source. Because if I'm not really tapping into that for myself, how am I able to give money I don't have. You can't give money you don't have. How can you give love you don't have for yourself? I really think it's not about giving, as I've said earlier as well. I think this is about reflecting. But I think that this powerful moment of just hugging myself, I know that sounds kind of weird or cheesy, but this is my truth. And I hope that this is useful for anyone else that's out there that feels alone or wants to tap into the self-love that they know that that's maybe an option for them. Obviously, you might already know that. But just to share that as a powerful example of a recent moment in my life where I have learned to start to, I guess, love without trying. I wasn't trying to get it anywhere else because I wasn't able to at 1 a.m. in the morning on the other side of the world, but to tap into that love that is there within the pages, within the intuition, and to be there for the part that felt lonely, which was the ego was really powerful. And it's been something I've thought a lot about in the days since then. And just having had that experience now, just like Christina, I think it's being able to now know we have two hands. We have two voices within ourselves and one always has love 
and other often has the perceived lack of it. And it's not necessarily about looking outside of ourselves to make that completion, but truly just to connect with the part that's there all along. And there you have it. I hope this is useful for you. I will continue to see what my intuition says in terms of the direction of the show as we go. And I hope that you appreciated this little message that it had to share. This is new territory for me. As you know, I've never, like I said, asked my intuition for its answer straight away, but that's what I heard and I hope it feels right for you. And if it doesn't, of course, as always, as always, as always, go right to your own intuition. See for yourself what is true for you and your situations, whether it's about loving without trying, whether it's about loving without trying personally or to someone else how to do so. This has all been really obviously focused on how to love without trying internally, because that's where I'm at, is really learning how to tap into that true, deep, unending source of love. But then, of course, the next question could become, and maybe a future episode will discuss, how to then reflect that light at others. Maybe that will be where the show will go. But in the meantime, if that's where you're at, go right to your intuition and see what it has to share for you. There's so much wisdom inside of you. And if you can begin to tap in, to receive, to allow, you have all the answers within you that you need. There is nothing else more to be known than that truth that has been willing to be shown to you through the journey that is inside you. So if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in chair lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to JessLively.com slash loving without trying. And before I share where I'm headed to next, I'd like to share about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. You guys know I love FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software for creatives and small business owners. If you use invoicing, and especially if you use PayPal, this is a no-brainer. Go please check this out for 30 days for free. I love it. It also tracks all of my expenses through my credit cards and my bank statements. It's so cool to know that it's all being taken care of, that my accountant can log in and she can you know, make sure all the books are correct and make sure that everything is being great for my accountant and freelancers as well. If anyone needs to track time, that they can do so through the app and only have access to the part that they need to track their time. And then I could easily turn that into an invoice at any moment that's needed. There's just so many awesome features on it, guys. It's really something I love using in my business. It's probably my favorite part of my business in terms of software. But I think FreshBooks just has a warm and fuzzy part of my heart. It always has since 2012 when I discovered it, especially because it's something that normally I wouldn't really want to be thinking about, but to at least enjoy logging in makes all the difference. If you want to go try it yourself for 30 days for free, go over to freshbooks.com slash lively to get that free 30-day trial. And now for where I'm headed to next, I'm not sure. I am maybe staying in Melbourne a little longer, or I may be going back to Sydney, or I may be going to New Zealand. Right now, I have promised myself that I am going to wrap up the last class of Flow With Intention online. And then with my friend Amanda, we're going to think it through and see what flows. But where I'll be speaking to you next is actually a huge question mark in my life. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Today.